1: Bridge Toll, California. Customer Service Number.
0: Highway Miles to the Gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand Cave
1: Rescue Operation.
0: What is Schema F? Best Wine Bars in San Carlos, California.
1: Best Western Hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big night. engagement? How long gift? before a wedding should I send out how many save the date the first series? Use IMAP to playoffs. check email on other email clients. Where from to
0: enemy. find how we ride
1: Habit we're versus dogs. Dogs. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart, podcast SEO. Joining us is Aaron Sparks, who's the owner of Site Strategics, which is an Indianapolis-based internet marketing and website development firm specializing in search engine optimization using data and analytics. Site Strategics helps their clients to develop a digital strategy that shows demonstrable high return on investment. And he's also the host of one of the most popular SEO podcasts, the edge of the web. And today, Aaron and I are going to discuss a podcaster's process for content curation. this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools, So check out href's webmaster tools at hrefs.com slash awt. That's a h-r-e-f-s.com slash a w t. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Aaron Sparks, the owner of Site Strategics. Aaron, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast.
0: Thank you very much, Ben. I appreciate it.
1: Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. This is our second time having you appear on the Voices of Search, and you've brought a special guest with you. Uh, would you like to introduce him or shall I?
0: Uh, I? You know what? I would love to introduce him, but I tend to actually go into a comic routine whenever I bring him on board because we're regularly really doing this on a weekly basis. So I'll introduce him, but but maybe you can give him his title because he, he's also... I just want to call him the man. He, he's, he's the man. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go. So uh, we've got the man in the production booth and that's Jacob Mann. He's a creative studio producer here at Site Strategics.
1: So the reason why, uh, Jacob, first off, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Your first time here. Excited to have both of you. And the reason we've invited both of you to be our guest, Jacob, a little bit at the last minute here is we're talking about how podcasts relate to SEO this week. And so, Aaron, the, the brains and the voice and, you know, the heart behind the Edge of the Web podcast. But, Jacob, you're kind of the muscle, actually, you know, Producing the podcast and making sure everything runs smoothly—that's And that's a big part of converting audio files into something that Google is going to pick up. Let's start off talking about your guys' process. You know, when you're thinking about what content to create, what's your workflow? What are you doing? How do you figure out what the right process is for curating content when it, content when it's related to podcasts?
0: Oh my gosh! So we have a regular team meeting so with the site strategies team and going over. Key topics that we're wanting to create for our edge audience, looking at what's, what's trending, what we should be paying attention to, for example, core algorithm updates and the like. But we also go after topics that we're wanting to learn about. So we've actually used this podcast as an R&D process for us on a regular basis. For the last February, it's going to be 10 years that we've been doing this. And it originally started with the goal of be able to educate the local Indianapolis business community, be able to kind of demystify SEO and all the other uh, digital marketing tactics. But it soon became an education layer for us to be able to understand, unpack topics so our team can learn and be able to better ourselves and turn around and be able to perform those tactics on our, our clients' websites and digital marketing. So. It's been a uh, evolution there. So as we go into a creative or a production meeting, we're uh, looking at what we're wanting to talk about, what's trending, but also uh, areas in which we want to explore and, and define deeper understanding for our team.
1: All right. So there's a little intuition and a little intellectual curiosity here for you in the sense of you are trying to have conversations that you want to have. There has to be some sort of data, you know, and this is always where I get caught up when you think about podcasting and and search value uh, or search volume, at least, is you can think of what's interesting to you. It might not be interesting to everyone else. Are you thinking about creating content that is highly searched for? Are you prioritizing guests that have high visibility? You know, what's the way that you think about sort of filtering everything you could talk about related to a broad subject? complicated subject like seo
0: sure we are watching who's trending in the marketplace we're watching who's on voices of search for example as one of our our research uh points and we're looking at other podcasts and seeing uh who's also contributing into the kind of the marketplace of ideas right perfect example was our olga zarzashna who is an incredible new player in the seo tapestry yeah in our, in our industry and she is spending 40 or 50 hours on a singular blog post with so much great, rich information that she's sharing. We wanted to be able to tap into her uh, comment right now. So it's a bit of a a focus on players that are in the marketplace, but also we're trying to always lead with the hub-and-spoke mentality of the cluster approach of understanding here's a topic, here's the relevant subtopics and the interrelationship of those. So, if we're going after strategy, we want to be able to unpack a key piece, for example, Victor Z Lord Zitomisky. Zitomisky. All right, we had a we had a slew of uh, he's
1: the man Jacob coming in with a save
0: <laughs> <laughs> slew of Slavic guests here over the couple of months here, but uh, he unpacked core web vitals and understanding what the the server relationship was and what you should be focusing on. In optimization on on that side, away from the the plugins that are are rampant in the WordPress space. So we've been talking core web vitals, and we wanted to unpack that branch, that subtopic, that we can then sew back into not only the content on Edge but also content on our own website as well, to be able to improve and give lift to the entire technical SEO subsection of our website that makes
1: sense yeah so it, first off it sounds like you're starting with who right who are the speakers and you're looking at other podcasts or other relevant players to try to figure out who has something to say in the SEO community you're looking at some broad topics which you're trying to master you know the the topic of the quarter or the topic of the month core web vitals the the core algorithm update the kind of hot topics and then you're, you're basically leaning on the people that are interesting speakers to help sort of fill in the missing pieces. You mentioned Olga and Victor. You know, how did you find Olga and Victor? Who are they? One of the things I've realized with the SEO community is who you might think is the most prominent SEO in the world is somebody that I might never have heard of. There's a lot of SEOs doing a lot of great things out there. Who are they? How did you find them?
0: So, for example, those two individuals were found as we were doing our own Core Web Vital research and being able to find best strategies and best methods, came across SEO slides, uh, references of uh, best Core Web Vital tools and techniques. So came across her blog post, and we also found, what was the uh, plugin that we came across that was just all over the place, optimizing Core Web Vitals at 100%. Anyway, we came across a plugin that was too good to be true, and we looked at it and saw a blog post a very deep blog post written about that, kind of trashing that application. And we wanted to bring that person on as well because, again, this evolution of researching the Core Web Vitals subtopics, and we had tools, methodology, and server technology and plugins that are actually being used there. It was a natural research and development process when we found these two individuals and then brought them on board. It just so happened that they are also some sizable contributors into the uh, in the communication about about these concepts so the who's very important but trying to unpack and understand more for our own team's education is also right up there of key strategy components. And then we go into curation so we can share that with others.
1: Yeah. You know, before we get into curation and sort of breaking down the content, there's this problem with podcasting as a medium. And I think that this can be applied into all sorts of alternative search. And by alternative, I mean, non-Google searches where there's not a tremendous amount of data for you to optimize a search engine. If you're trying to optimize for Pinterest or for Twitter or for the podcast app store, even Amazon, I guess there's probably more data with Amazon, an e-commerce platform. Everyone has their algorithms that are being searched on these platforms, but they don't provide the level of data that you would get from Google. So how do you figure out what's relevant for as an example, the podcast industry, you know, as opposed to what's actually being searched for and relevant in Google.
0: That's a good question. So, is about the subject matter of the podcast industry, or are you asking the podcast industry itself?
1: I guess the question that I have, and something that we've been thinking about, I joked around, or we actually did an episode about how we would make a podcast SEO tools. How do you figure out what is relevant or what's being searched for in the podcast landscape, right? People are looking for podcasts about how to optimize core web vitals, but they might not be looking for core web vitals tools like they would be in Google search. So time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google, That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You know, that's basically the question is, you know, how are you thinking about using data and what sources are you using to try to figure out what is relevant for this medium?
0: Right. As much as we feed the podcast medium, we also try to push omni-channel with uh, other pieces that are derivative of our interview, right? how we come up with key concepts to go after. We're looking at people also ask, people also search for, we're using Google to be able to not only find what there is, what interest there is in a particular subject matter, but also all the subpoints that actually moves into our questionnaire and moves into the script of the show is I'll actually start finding using, you know, the answer to the public and other key topic research tools to be able to flesh out because it's all being pulled from API data someplace, predominantly Google's own API, and be able to find out all the nuances of information and then start reading those different blog journals or what have you to be able to find the additional information that wasn't really in that initial set of questions or Re, or at least research points. So it's a matter of finding our trajectory of, okay. Oh, hey, here's a topic. Here are some questions that people are actually asking, regardless of medium, right? Although you can't be completely regardless because what a search is uh, giving you is not how people bump into podcast topics and keep on finding additional other podcasts that are relevant. So there's topic relevancy inside a podcast that doesn't transfer over. But if you're looking at subject matter material, Google's the fount of all information. And anything that's actually getting pulled into that, that visibility, the, the visibility optics there is got some rich information below that. I don't know if I went too far down the rabbit hole here.
1: No, I mean, look, there's SEOs that are listening to this podcast that are sitting here saying, that's great, but I don't have a podcast. And for you and me to sit around and talk about like, well, hey, how do you figure out what people actually want to hear when they come on the podcast? Can you use Google? You know, I think the answer is generally like, yeah, it's a pretty good tool to figure out what people are asking for, but you have to use some judgment to figure out what actually is going to make the right content for this medium in the same way that you get search data from YouTube. But if you matched up what people are searching for on YouTube and what they're searching for in Google related to a topic, you're getting a pretty good overlap between those two terms. And I think that we just don't have the benefit of having a robust search engine or at least getting the the data from a robust search engine in this medium. So we have to use more judgment than you would with say figuring out what YouTube videos to create. Right.
0: No, I, I would agree with that completely. I do think that seeing what's happening on the SERP now with all of the rich snippets, all of the uh, the knowledge graph growth and the knowledge panels, and what Google's actually presenting as useful information, we have more granularity than we ever have at that SERP. So you don't have to go deep. I mean, the perfect example is you start interacting with the people also ask feature on a Google SERP and it's ongoing and every interaction is getting more and more based on your click pattern, based on how Google's interpreting your intent, right? It's getting you more and more granular information there. So not only does that give you ample information on how to ask questions, how to deep dive, right? It's also, that, that content's not there unless it's popular. It's not there unless there's volume search to be able to justify that query, right? So, I mean, it is, it's the best research tool out there. And if you start combining that with, all right, looking at other podcasts or other mediums like YouTube, and how do they actually unpack topics, right? Because the visual element has a whole nother hook element to it than listening to a podcast, right? The the podcast medium has evolved so much that the better podcasts have that transactional nature. The first six to seven second seconds that you have as a preview, you've got to be able to promise to that potential listener what they're going to get. So you start looking at the mediums in their own merit, the good podcasts, the good video pieces are still connecting to that transaction goal uh, that, a co- that a potential listener or watcher is going to be looking at. So you have ample data to be able to make a solid conjecture on what would be valuable content. But here's the deal. Podcasting is something completely unique. The narrative, the, the organic flow gets you into a place that you haven't researched before. It can get, you can put structure into it. But and you you certainly have seen this over the years you've been doing this, Benjamin, is that you find something unique in that conversation that you were not wholly prepared for. And there is this golden gem of creation that actually happens from an interview process that will never be mapped from a research standpoint. Sorry, I went... Uh, and then the diatribe there, but I mean, that's... No, little- I,
1: I, totally, I totally agree with you in the sense of you can come up with a topic. And I say this to every interview guest that we have, each episode's a unique snowflake. And by that, I mean, we're going to start a conversation and we're going to figure out where it goes. We've got a loose topic. And, you know, for example, today, our topic was podcaster's process for content curation. And we're talking a little bit about the research journey, but now you're talking into you know what, what's really sort of the, the way to generate unique content that isn't searchable, that you can't actually research because you're having an organic conversation with somebody who's a subject matter expert. And I guess the last question I have for you today is for the non-podcasting SEOs that are listening who are like, this is great. You two have a podcast. And it's nice for you to exchange notes on how to figure out what you guys want to talk about. Really, what matters is well, should you be podcasting? Like, what's the actual SEO value of creating a podcast? You know, how do you, having done this for a decade, you know, that makes me the newbie in the room, how do you think about the value from an SEO perspective you get out of having this audio feed? as opposed to you know spending your time working on other content that is more sort of discreetly searchable?
0: I think, and it goes to your particular skill sets, but I think having a podcast and recording either yourself or even interaction with your own team members, right, gives you the ability to focus your effort as opposed to you've got a time commitment, you've got structure you're trying to get to, And it gives you the ability to have your hand on the rudder and find those moments that you know are going to have that aha moment for content generation, not just listener engagement. And this is what's really important. What we found is that you find those moments and that actually has transferred over to how we even interact with our clients is having that type of Common ground, foxhole mentality. We've got you uh, safe and protected as we're having this type of interaction. Then you find the, the you know the Simon Sinek's golden circle there of the of the why you do what you do as opposed to the what and the how. You then transpose that on behalf of how you do your marketing internally. You start finding kind of truth in these type of sessions uh, as opposed to just spinning it because. You know, it's a, a trending thing. Podcasting is, is something that's attractive to the, the fractional new media audience. You start finding the ability that people can talk more than they can write. You find subject matter experts or even in your own uh, your own C-suite, they're going to get on the mic and they can talk through their passion. And that can be transferred into any type of content on your website and social media. So the matter of podcasting can actually get you into that mindset of just finding somebody's passion more than video production, more than any type of structural or blog content or social media. They're all derivatives of this moment. And that's that's what we're passionate about here is be able to create that moment again and again for our clients and, and podcast community.
1: You know, there's something valuable about podcasting outside of the research that you can do about what someone is interested in hearing about, that people don't only just search for individual topics in podcasts, they follow feeds and they follow speakers and they build rapport and they know, like, and trust the host, hopefully the guests as well, hopefully this host, hopefully you as a host, Aaron, as well, I'm sure, more than than this show maybe. But to me, that's really the inherent value is that you build a reoccurring feed of content that you're sending out to listeners, that you're sending out to your potential audience, the people that you want to get to know you, build rapport with. And where search can be very transactional and very topical and targeted, building a great podcast can help you basically push all the content that you're trying to produce and trying to own the thought leadership for out to the same audience. It is a different medium. You can use Google to find the right topics, but at the end of the day, having interesting conversations is what really drives it home for your audience. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategics. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Aaron and I are going to talk about utilizing an interview for content creation. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Aaron, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Aaron Sparks, E-R-I-N-S-P-A-R-K-S, or you could visit his company's website, which is sitestrategics.com.